1: you're listening to the nintendo powercast here's your hosts n64 josh and destinat what is going on welcome to episode 13 of the nintendo powercast i'm your host n64 josh and i've got destinat with me what's up my man
2: thank so much man just playing with power
1: that's right we have a very special guest mr woodhouse how are you doing
0: I'm spectacular, guys. How about yourselves?
1: Doing good, doing good. Well, guys, this podcast is a product of lootcave.com where we have all kinds of gaming articles and uh, whatnot, so go check that out. I also want to mention that I am doing a daily Nintendo news video on my YouTube channel, but I don't quite have hundred subs yet so i can't have a custom url or a uh, a vanity url if you will so you just got to search for n64 josh and you will find those videos there um i'm also doing those live on my personal twitch which is twitch.tv slash n64 josh Destinot is also streaming on a little more regular basis on twitch.tv slash destinat and our guest streams as well twitch.tv slash mr woodhouse so, uh, there we go. There's our plugs. Let's uh, let's rock and roll this thing. We're going to start out by meeting our guest real quick. Mr. Woodhouse, tell us where you cut your teeth with Nintendo, my friend.
0: Well, uh, my grandmother actually introduced me to video games when I was six years old, and she bought me a Game Boy Pocket with Super Mario Land 2 six gold coins. Yes. I yes. loved that game. Um, I was immediately hooked on Nintendo. I got an N64. You know, played Goldeneye, played Mario Kart, had the, all the Zelda games. Um, until I got my 360, I was all Nintendo all the time with the consoles. Uh, and I've just I've stuck with Nintendo. Um, I'm a huge Metroid fan. I'm a huge Zelda fan. Um, I've been playing Breath of the Wild quite a bit. So yes. you know, very excited to talk about that. Um, and yeah, I just I. Love all the retro games, and Nintendo's great for me, man.
1: Very good, very good. Well, we're gonna play a a quick little game here. Um, that we're gonna we're gonna start doing this with all of our guests. We're gonna talk about our desert island games. So uh, we're all three gonna play, but we'll leave this to our guests from this point forward. So we're gonna let you kick this off. What are your desert island games? And they can span from the NES all the way to the Switch. So. Go for it.
0: In the spirit of Desert Island Games, I'd have to say Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening.
1: Okay, and
0: Super Metroid.
1: Ooh, good choices. Good choices. Do you do you have a third? Hmm.
0: Probably Majora's Mask.
1: Okay. All right. So you, you got your you got your Game Boy, and you got your what'd you say your Super Super Metroid your Super Nintendo. And you've got... Would you go with the DS version of Majora's Mask, or would you go with the... Uh... I,
0: w- I would. The the 3DS remake is superior.
1: Okay. All right. I own that. I've never played that game, so...
0: It's incredible.
1: Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to try it. Uh, Destinat, how about you, dude? What would, be, uh, what would be some Desert Island games?
2: Well, if I was stranded on a Desert Island... Um... I think a lot of people that have listened know that I'm not a huge portable guy. I, I did own a Nintendo SP back in the day, but uh, that was it. I, I had buddies that had like the original Game Boy, the Game Boy Advanced. Uh, so I would, I would play their, their handheld system here and there. But as far as owning a handheld system, all I had was the SP. And the game that I loved, two games actually, um, Advanced Wars and Advanced Wars 2. Uh, dude so I I would take those with me on a desert island I'm not a huge fan of that type of game that kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics Fire Emblem style game Um, not that they're bad I just I was never good at them but for some reason I really liked the Advanced Wars games so uh, I would take those with me
1: Alex Celsertini in the chat says he wants whatever, uh, whatever that game is where you pour salt on slugs. That's
2: uh... <laughs> that's an IRL game though. I don't
1: know if I ever even so, played that game. Sounds like an iPhone app. So, <laughs> man, this is a this is a great this is this is uh, this is a hard one for me to like. I'm the one that came down. up with this question, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap! I don't want to have to. Answer. What have like, I done? The original thing was just to have the guest do it, not me do it. Um, <laughs> you know, I would. Here's one that I think would be fun as a desert island game: it's Super Mario Brothers, and the reason is, is watching speed runs of that game. I would love to. I would love to at some point have the the thumb skill to be able to do speed runs for that game because the, the record's like four minutes and twenty nine seconds. Huh. That's right. so this is yeah. for
2: super mario brothers the like the original, original nes
1: classic nes game yeah oh yeah it's like and we can look we'll we'll maybe we should look it up but it's uh it's it is like it's like 429 or 426 or something like literally they figured out if you if you bounce off of this beetle i think at the right time you can skip a frame and it gave him a split second like advantage like to the way they grab the flag is just the, the small, like the very bottom of it. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. all of it is just, it is down to a science. Efficiency, and huh? uh, yeah. And actually I mentioned it on my, my news video yesterday when I opened up the subreddit uh, for Nintendo, they had an AMA with the current world record holder. So, wow. you know, maybe I'll throw, I'll try to grab a link to that and throw it in the, throw it in the show notes, which you'll Amazing. be able to find at the lootcave.com slash NPC 13. Um,
0: Speedrunning is great. One of the things that it's one of my go-tos for YouTube when I'm just kind of like sitting around, maybe doing bills or whatnot. I'll just throw uh, Metroid speedrunners up on my TV. yeah. And it's just, I've got no shot at ever being able to do anything (laughs) resembling that. And it's just, it's pure wizardry. And I just love watching it and having it on the background, just, you know, hearing screw attack and, you know, just going nuts.
1: Yeah, for sure. One of the craziest ones to watch is Wind Waker. The way they, uh-huh. they, they just fly across the water by doing some roll glitch. And they literally just, just like, I don't know, it's unreal. It's unreal. So, um, Do they do Wind Waker original or HD? Uh, I know they've done the original. And I'm not sure if they, they do left- it on an
0: emulator. Because their okay. PC has enough uh, power to load the new ocean uh yeah segments that's, fast enough. Yeah, that's what that's I heard That's why they couldn't have the speed sail yeah. in the original Wind Waker.
2: Um oh, yeah I I just found that out like uh maybe a month ago. But that was the reason why it took so long to sail across that world was because the GameCube technically couldn't handle it. So I guess oh. they fixed it though in HD. I guess they, yeah. they sped it up.
1: So huh, interesting. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they left that glitch in or not, but um but yeah Super Mario Brothers would definitely be one that would be fun to speed run. And I think that would, that would kind of have to be the the goal for these desert Island games is to, is to speed run. So um, I mean, a game that I, that I really, really enjoy. I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Woodhouse's answer is super Metroid as well. Like that would be a fun game to um, just completely master and then go back and start speed running and see how fast. Uh, how fast I could beat it. And if I had to have a third, it would definitely be uh probably Mario Kart 64 cuz I could still do time trials or do they they there's speed runs for that game where they try to beat all the circuits as fast as they can, you know. So, um yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. And there's variables, right? I mean, you got you got shells and all that kind of stuff you got to deal with. So, um pretty 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 fun stuff, nonetheless. Um moving right along, what Destinat what games you played this week, man? Oh man! So, um, or your pickups pretty, kind of a mix of the two. What'd you pick up? What'd you play? Well,
2: I I picked up while well, we've we've been playing Breath of the Wild. Sure, I I don't have it open right now. I'm somewhere in the 150 hour range. <laughs> I've pretty much given up on life, and I'm only living in Hyrule now. Um, yeah, finally, finally beat Ganon. Just recently, because we we talked about it last week, we are going to do a spoiler cast at some point. Um, so I wanted to actually, you know, beat the game, um, and I have done quite a few of the side quests and all that stuff. So I think I think I have four active side quests right now. So I want to I want to knock that out. Um, so just playing a lot of Wind Waker. I'm I'm sorry, Breath of the Wild. I'm playing a lot of Breath of the Wild. And today I did just pick up the uh, right in front of me.
1: Mm, here it is the hero game
2: <laughs> has been heroes. <laughs> Thanks for great audio. Um, yeah, has been heroes. I just picked up that was released today. I got it for the switch. Um, we could talk about that later if you want. Or do you want, you want to just go over it real quick right now? Yeah, dude, let's let's uh, hit it. Okay um i really had no idea what this game was about other than it kind of got like a side scrolling you got like a party kind of like a i was thinking like an rpg okay you got a party with you but the way this game is is uh like i said you got three three heroes that you play as you start off with three i guess you could unlock more from what i hear but you got three heroes and you've got three lanes of combat they coincide with the buttons on the your your controller. You know, so like the top one is X, middle is Y, lower is B. What you do is if you want the top top row guy to attack, you hit that button, like X, and then A is your attack button. So you would hit X and then A. Well, you can then swap your characters, because like right now I have kinda like a, a big beefy guy that's like the the knight, and then I got like a wizard, and then I got a rogue. So, depending on what lane I want a certain character to attack in, you can you can swap that character to the appropriate lane, hit the A button, he'll attack in that lane. Um, what I didn't know was the Dark Soul level of difficulty that comes along with this game because it's like this cartoony style. It doesn't look; it looks kind of lighthearted, but it will punish you hard. <laughs> like without (laughs) you know with like no qualms whatsoever and um yeah so like i said didn't know much going into it i just thought it looked cool that the art style was kind of cool um thought maybe this would be just like a, a pick up and go type of you know play it casually uh not so much so if you picked up a switch recently and it's also out for Xbox One and PS4, by the way, but um, we all know that the, the cool thing about the switch is that it's portable, and it does lend itself to that style of play, where, um, because it's like Dark Souls, you can you beat pretty quickly. but it's just one little session. you know, you could do your little session, if you beat it great, if you get pounded into the ground. Every time you die, though, you do it's kind of like you do collect souls. So every time you die you can then get items to help you next time. So that's kind of cool. I see. Um but yeah, I would definitely check it out before you buy. Um like I said, I I kind of bought it just cuz I'm like, hey, um I want to check this game out. But if you're on the fence about it, definitely check out some YouTube videos. Um it's has been heroes. Um and see if, see if you like it, see if it's your your type of game. So, but I, I'm liking it so far. I've only played for two hours and I think I just barely figured out how to play. <laughs> you know, okay. So, um, but yeah, just, just got that today. So it's pretty much been breath of the wild and a little bit of
1: has been heroes today. Okay, cool, man. Awesome. Mr. Woodhouse. How about you, buddy?
0: I'm, I'm still living in high rural, man. Um, I'm 30 hours in, I've been, you know, taking it, taking it slow. Okay. Um been sp- split in time between Hyrule and the Andromeda Galaxy. Okay.
1: Um,
0: nice. so, but I, I'm really enjoying Zelda. It's really unlike any game I've ever played. Um, everyone coming in, you know, they were calling it Zelda Scrolls, and you know, it's gonna be that perfect mixture of the two. It plays like neither one. Um yeah. so it, it took some getting used to, but now I'm seeing why people are calling it quite possibly the greatest game ever created.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It's crazy. Like uh, I, I completed the main quest on Saturday and had that feeling of like, you know what? Like I literally, I was sick all weekend. And so I got up Saturday morning. No one else in my house was awake. I just put on some TV and <coughs> and started playing, uh, started playing Zelda. And i didn't I wasn't like necessarily planning on completing the the main quest, but um i I ended up doing it and was like you know I think i'm gonna i'm gonna take a break from this game. I got to Monday where it was my regular streaming time, right back into Zelda like <laughs> right back into Zelda, yep. and then you know it's just a matter of like looking for shrines at this point and and I'm trying to figure out these shrine quests and i'm i'm totally stuck on this one right now i thought i was figuring out the 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 riddle and i didn't thankfully just in my exploring i found another because i was like oh my gosh i've wasted three out like two hours trying to to figure out this riddle and and so uh it's i mean it's just rad it's rad but um were there before i get started any further were there any other nintendo games or has it just basically been hyrule and mass effect for you?
0: it's 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 been all high roll for me right now. Okay, cool. Um I I'm I'm all about that yahaha life.
1: Okay. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. So, um I I actually played um a fair amount of uh snipper clips. So, I even though I was sick, on Sunday my wife and I had to take a trip to Toys R Us and uh we returned a handful of those amiibo that I bought that I just had as extras. And so um, but I, of course I can't leave there without buying something Nintendo because it's like <laughs> they have stuff yeah, I can't get anywhere else. Like, so I have two of these, uh, these, uh, Koopa shells that are footballs. I have a red and a green one. Now. <laughs> so like,
0: that's awesome. Yeah.
1: They're totally rad. Um, they had like a, like a three foot tall link and I'm like. I gotta walk away from this. I don't have the space for it. But like, I, and I almost got these sunglasses that have the Tune Links face, and I'm like, I could totally no way,
0: no, <laughs> that
1: would be amazing.
2: <laughs> have you seen? They're not Amiibo, but they're about the same size as Amiibo, but they're they're Nintendo characters. Uh,
1: they have. I've seen. Yeah, that, at Toys R Us, they had yeah. a bunch of them, like Animal Crossing. Um, they have a bunch of like, uh. A bunch of like the the Wind Waker stuff, like the Ganon hmm. and the Link and that kind of stuff. I, I noticed, and it was actually the two stores that are relatively close together. They had they kind of had different things, which was kind of cool. That's so cool. the thing that it's funny, my wife walks over and she's like, "Oh my gosh, they have a Game Boy like soothing te- like teething like to where the little babies can chew on Game Boys or yeah, controllers. That. That's and, awesome and bibs. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh."
2: Have you seen the onesie? Oh, that's got I'm a gonna link love on being it? a dad. <laughs> yeah, My wife and I, we don't even have a kid yet, but we saw a onesie that's got link on it, 8-bit link, and it says like uh training to be a legend. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, the thing, yeah, we're like,
1: should we get it? I'm like, we we know. We don't need that. You should do it. You should do it. So anyway, we went to we went to Toys R Us, and then um uh we headed down to Um, a tavern called the AFK tavern and it's just a, it's a restaurant and then there's a bar as well. And it's pretty cool because I was, I I saw kids coming out and I was like, oh, this is more of a, like a restaurant than just a, than just a tavern, even though it's in the Mm -hmm. name. Well, the waitress is like, well, you see where the tile ends and where the floor turns red. That's the lava. Kids aren't allowed to touch the lava. That's the, (laughs) and that's where the bar is basically. Mm, So, um, so but what this place is like there was a, a number of areas that you could kind of rent and maybe fit like 20 to 30 people and so there was groups of people playing D&D at, at a couple different oh. locations there were people um you know maybe just kind of playing uh, games on their phones. They have a PS4 setup where you can do some fighting games. They have I think it's a 360. I didn't I didn't check with two big fight sticks and uh all of the curtains held together by controllers, like old controllers, the the wires oh, wrapped wow. around the curtains. Very cool. Nice. Like very cool place. Um we had a, we had a drink and um We pulled out the switch and the waitress was like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous right now. And uh, (laughs) we started playing snipper clips and guys, I had not even scratched the surface with that game. Like my wife and I did some of the puzzles and we had never laughed so hard. I've mentioned that on here before, but there's actually versus games. There's a dojo where you just jump around and try to cut each other into pieces. And then there's air hockey, basically, where you just play as the, the, the little paddle and just hit this button back and forth. And I know this sounds, this sounds goofy. And then the last one is basketball basketball drops from the center and you got to get it into your hoop. So you're trying to cut the other person while you're trying to jump. And it it's, it's pretty intense and you can do that with up to four people. Now we're missing, we don't have four joy cons yet. So we're, we, we haven't been able to do it, but we're, uh, um, we're planning on I think next Friday heading down to my sister-in-law's house and we're going to snag some extra joy cons and, uh, and go try four player for the first time. So here's Hello. what's, cra- so here's, what's crazy. We're sitting down, we're laughing, we're having a great time at the bar, or whatever the, the, the restaurant we um we finish up. We we head home. I set it up on the TV at home. All four of my kids do not want to stop playing this game, and especially my oldest, who's 16, and just loves Call of Duty. He's just like, "Hey, play, let's play the dojo." Like, I have to take the switch down regularly and set it up so that uh, he, he's like, "Let's play, let's play that, let's play that game again." And I'm just like, "What? This is not your type of game whatsoever, like, at all." but he he's loving it. He's having a blast with it. So it's it's really cool to see um I was trying to record my my Nintendo news and all I hear is screams from downstairs because they're like underneath me yelling at each other like oh you cut me and you know. <laughs> and uh anyway, a lot of fun. So um played that got to get into uh Master Blaster a little bit more and even did some of the multiplayer on that. Well, the second player just controls basically a um like a targeting reticle and just fires and it's not point controls you still use the the uh the analog stick and and that was actually fun like my wife played a little bit with me my my daughters played a little bit with me um and that that game the more i get into it the more i'm enjoying it i'm kind of it it feels like an old nes game like i'm like i don't know where to go like i don't know what to do and they're like they'll give you little hints like oh maybe this will open this but that's all they'll say they won't even say what they're mm. like so then you, you think, oh, okay, maybe I found something that you open it, it doesn't go to anywhere. You're like, well, that didn't really help me at all. So I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what to do now. So um, there's kind of a little bit of like exploring. I don't for 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 what it is, I'm I'm really especially for just a ten dollar game, really enjoying it. I do recommend it. I'm gonna have a full review of of that, Snipperclips, Zelda, and the other game I picked up on Friday that that came out was uh, the Mario Sports superstars i think i can't remember the name i always get it it's like mario sports all stars or something like that soccer uh baseball tennis horse racing and golf and uh it's it's really quite addicting actually and the amiibo card so it has 90 amiibo card and initially i was like oh my gosh this is just another like (laughs) cash grab kind of thing like you know I only bought one pack cause I'm like, I just want to try it and see. Well, it's one of those things that like when you scan three Amiibo card, you actually play a, a mini game. If you guys remember on Game Boy, it was like alleyway in the arcade. It was called breakout. And mm-hmm. um, you get a little mini game where the, if you play a soccer card, a soccer ball comes out. If you play a horse card, a horseshoe comes out. And if you play baseball, a baseball comes out. And so um, you have to hit those balls on off of blocks above you. And if you complete the thing all the way up into an end boss, you then level up the card. And, uh, and that's a whole other aspect of that game. As you play, you get coins, and then you unlock digital card packs and stuff. So there's, there's kind of some fun stuff to keep you playing. The games are all solid. It's just some of them feel a little bit... Uh, they're a little bit thin right? Like baseball online, all you do is pitch and hit. You don't get to control the fielders. And when the first game I sat down to play baseball, I was like, Oh, this kind of sucks. Like I was really excited about the baseball game because I played a lot of baseball games as a kid. There is a way to go in and set it to manual, but the camera angles a little bit weird to really make it great, you know? So that's too bad. Yeah. But I mean, again, I don't want to, I don't want to sound too negative. It's still, very fun and going in and just kind of the the mind game of pitching and everything is actually done pretty well in that game and so um i, I actually had a i only lost one game online most people just quit unfortunately i went to play soccer hmm. which i don't even not even a fan of soccer it's a blast as a video game like and i've had other people tell me like you should play fifa it's really fun i just you know i know not that's not you recently played like that mario strikers right
2: I was just going to bring up, yeah, is it like that where it's like four on four or like, no, it's not it's like a full soccer team. It's
1: 11 it? on 11. Oh, wow. And
2: the Strikers wasn't like that. Strikers was more like, like indoor soccer where you got like, yeah, less it was players. like arcade soccer. Yeah. You know, you could do like uh it was like a, like a charge move. I, I can't remember the exact mechanic of it, but like you would hit the button and like, there would be like a uh, like a pendulum, and like you had to had like hit the button at the right times, and like it was like a quick kick, time event. Yeah, yeah, and you would kick the ball, and there was like no way the goalie would block it, and you would get two points instead of one point if you did the super move, and you did it like you said, if you did the the quick time event perfectly. Yeah, it was like an automatic two points, and like there's like a little kind of mini cut scene that plays where you, you know there's like fire and sparks and all kinds of stuff is so it like it was that like at a all soccer or is game it...
0: mixed with like a fighting game
1: yeah
2: i love that game for the gamecube is it anything like that or was it just straight up regular soccer on this that one That game was a lot of fun
1: uh no it definitely had that stuff like if you okay. were doing a power shot you would get a bar that would fill mm-hmm. up and keep filling it and you had to hit it at the right time I believe something along those lines. Um, But then at certain points, the ball would start sparking and kind of flashing. And if you double tap the kick button, you would go into your special kick at that point. And a lot of times that would score a goal. Um, The one game I played, I got, I literally got destroyed. It was like 11 to four or something. I mean, I just got wrecked (laughs) Mm -hmm. online, but um, but it's it's cool because you you play as all the different like Mario characters, so like Mario and Luigi are kind of balanced and then you know other players are like uh they're like like maybe uh Diddy Kong is more about like uh speed, where Wario is more about power, that kind of stuff. And so you 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 take two of those players and then they throw in a bunch of toads, shy guys, um Di- just different characters from the Mario series. And that's what makes up your, like your baseball team. So, you know, y- you can use all characters to do all things, but like, if you're pitching with Mario, he's got like just all these different pitches and, you know, whereas like Waluigi has the, or like Wario only has three pitches, right? Mm-hmm. Mario has like five. And so it's just, uh, it, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot to it. The, I, one of the reasons I got it was for the horse racing. My daughter loves horses, you know, and it has that kind of uh Nintendo's thing going for it where you can care for the horse, that kind of stuff. Um anyway, it it for what it is, it's a it's a pretty decent uh pretty decent little package. And so um I picked that up at Best Buy because I get a uh um a discount there, right, for the gamers club. And we're gonna talk more about that uh a little bit later when we get into why why GameStops are closing. Um Uh, The last thing I picked up on our trip to Everett, though, is two NES titles, To the Earth and Time Lord. And I specifically went for games I had no idea about. I just based it on the name or anyone
2: else for that matter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I threw out a tweet saying, hey, anybody played these? And um, a few people were like, uh, oh, man, I played Time Lord. I, I saved up all summer and 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 was able to to get that game and then it was super hard and I couldn't I couldn't beat it. Well, uh Brian did a little bit of of searching and found out the game's actually made by Rare and uh, published by Milton Brown. It's Bradley. a rare rare. Yeah. Rare rare. Exactly. And so I watched some YouTube videos. The music is amazing. It's so good. And uh, the levels were pretty, pretty cool too. Like you literally went through, through different time periods and there was different stuff happening, but like there were certain times I'm like, well, he's like grabbing a, like a, like a melee weapon. And if he pulled it all the way back, stuff would walk right through him and it wouldn't hit him. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know if there's like some glitches or bugs <laughs> yeah. in the game. I'm, I wasn't really sure. And I also wondered like, is this person playing with some cheats, like a game genie or whatever? Cause you know, it did look like it was pretty brutal. All you got to do is go into the level and collect five orbs. That's the objective. Mm-hmm. Some of the orbs you can't even see and you've got to do like these like super jumps to kind of get to them and stuff. Like I, I looked, I was watching it as a kid. I would have had no idea what to do. No idea. So, um and I guess to the earth is a uh, light gun game. So I'll have to hook up a CRT to actually uh, uh try that one. So,
2: Yeah. It looked, pretty, it looked pretty, it was like, it was like duck hunt on crack though. Cause like the ships, it was like takes place in space. It's first person, but the ships are coming at you like insanely fast. Oh really? The person I was watching on YouTube was either not good at the game or the game's just not that good. I couldn't tell which one I see. So but it'd be interesting to, to try out.
1: So as I mentioned, uh, Best Buy is where I pick up my games. Cause I get the game. I have the gamer club or whatever that they offer it's like 30 bucks for two years okay and basically what happened i walked in one day and i put every zelda 30th anniversary amiibo on the counter and then i had to uh target had a sale buy two get one free new games and uh best buy will price match right so they price match that so i uh here I am with a total of like $250, right? The gal's like, hey, can I scan our card just to see what it will do? I'm like, sure. It knocks the price down to $230 after getting charged the $30 for the card. So I, I, I saved 20 bucks by buying the card. Like The card literally paid for itself, and I saved $20 the first day I got it. So at that it's point, deal. yeah, it's a great deal. So at that point, I mean, if you have Amazon Prime also, Within the first two weeks of a game's release, you get 20% off of, of brand new titles. And so, you know, and, and Amiibo... All
0: pre-orders, too.
1: yeah, Exactly. And so, Amiibo count as a, um, as a game, apparently. And so, you hmm. get that 20% discount on Amiibo as well at Best Buy. Well, GameStop's closing 150 stores. It's either 150 or 225. Like I've seen two different numbers. Both of you guys saw 150, so we're going to say 150, which is about three percent of their their stores. Uh, Mister Woodhouse said that it was mostly malls that were getting closed, and you know, a lot of the the reasons say for poor holiday sales, 2016 holiday sales. Well. I'm going to say a big part of the reason that their their sales are down is not... A lot of people are pointing toward to digital, like, oh, it's because of digital. But I think Best Buy and Amazon are really taking the new game market away from GameStop. I don't go and buy new games at GameStop anymore. I go in there for used games only, basically. I have no reason to pre-order there. If I can save 20%, if I can buy a, a $60 game for $47.99... I'm going to go with the 4799. I think most people are, you know, so, and, and most people, I mean, a lot of people have Amazon prime, right? I mean, it's just hundred bucks a year. You get, you get to watch the movies, you get the music, you get the cloud storage and you get the free shipping on everything and like, and Twitch prime and Twitch prime. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember when I got star Fox on the Wii U, I pre-ordered it. It was here that Friday by like by 11 o'clock in the morning. Right? So I didn't even have to I didn't have to go out of the house. It was here the day it launched. I feel like GameStop is going to have to step up their game and start offering discounts on new games or they're not going to sell like Best Buy and Amazon. What 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 do you think, Mr. Woodhouse? What do you think?
0: I I think That has to be what they do. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I think what Amazon is doing is because they have such a good distribution system, they can get that volume that allows them um, to, to take those cuts. And I don't think that because of how GameStop has to send the physical copies out to all these stores and they can't get any sort of uh, crazy volume on locations and they can't estimate um, which locations are going to sell out, which ones aren't, I, I
1: just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, what do you think, Brian? Yeah, see, uh,
2: what I've heard just you know, scouring the internet um, is that Amazon, you know, when they're giving these these 20% discounts or you know, taking like 10 bucks off. Um, from what I understand with them, they, they can handle the the price cut. You know, they might be losing money on the game video games, they're selling so much other stuff. They could probably take the hit right there. Whereas GameStop, who sells games, if they're gonna discount this stuff by like, you know, 10 bucks for a brand new game, um, that's a huge chunk of their sales is it's games. I know they've branched out in the last few years and stuff. They got like the Think geek stuff. Now um, they, they've got, I, from one, I, I didn't even know this, but I guess they they're jumping into like the uh, small electronics business, like cell phones, tablets, stuff like that. Um, the other thing that they've been doing lately and <laughs> people might not even know this, uh, so that game I was just talking about earlier has been heroes, yeah, and there was another game a little bit while back called uh into the into the Deep that was published by gamestop
1: hmm.
2: um, so they've kind of dipped their foot into the the publishing business um, so they are branched out, they're pretty diversified actually. if you go and look at what GameStop does and what they own. They have branched out, they don't just do video games um as far as the, like you said their, their new sales uh, have taken a, a hit for new video games they I know they don't make a lot of money on a brand new video game sale they make majority of the profit off of a used game because and uh me personally I've got no problem with this. I know a lot of people don't like the fact that they'll they'll buy low and sell high um the way I see it, it's a convenience factor. It's a convenience it's
0: capitalism, factor. baby.
2: Yeah, you know that's that's uh, when you go to Best Buy and you're buying that new uh, HDTV. Guess what? Best Buy didn't buy it for two thousand dollars. They sold it to you for two thousand dollars. They might have bought it for uh, I don't know, fifteen, maybe a thousand. And the company that sold it to them, let's just say for example Sony, um, <laughs> they did not make that TV for a thousand dollars they probably made that TV for $200 and sold it to them for $1,000 and then Best Buy turned around and sold it to you for $2,000. That's just, I don't know, that's just where the world works. Um, so for me, I see this as a convenience. Look, I don't have to go on it online. I don't have to find a buyer for this game that I want to sell. I'm taking, I guess me personally, I'm taking into consideration, look, they're the middleman. I'm selling it to them. If I'm happy for what they're going to give me for it, let's say they're like, hey, we'll give you $4 for that game that you bought for $60 a year ago. Sports game. If if I'm comfortable, Yeah, yeah. those do not hold value because hey, they know every year there's going to be a new one. Um, If I'm okay with that, uh, I I, I don't care what they sell it for. They can sell it for $2,000. If someone wants to buy it for $2,000, hey, uh, that's on the individual. So, uh like you said, there's more digital sales, which cuts into new sales. And then I can't sell a digital game. So GameStop has nothing to buy back. Yeah. Any game that I buy digitally, you know, they're they're out of luck. That's a that's a potential buyback that they, they can't get. So yeah, that that's gotta hurt them there. Um I, if, if people have ever gone to GameStop online, you can see that they do sell digital games. Um, I think I bought Witcher 3 from GameStop digitally, and all they did was give me a code to go online and download the game from another service. It wasn't Steam. It was like GOG or something like that. Hmm. So I don't know how much they make on digital code sales. If, if anything, maybe they're just providing it as a service to say, hey, you can buy that here. Um, they, I know they sell Steam cards. I don't know how much money they make off of selling a Steam card, you know, um, being that I'm then going to go to Steam and use that card somewhere else. I'm not using it at GameStop. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I I think you either have to kind of like maybe bite the bullet and decide I'm cool with how GameStop functions as a company or, um, I, I, I see GameStop as, as we we've talked about in other shows like brand loyalty. You know, you got these people that are like, I'm a Sony fanboy. They they're not gonna call themselves a Sony fanboy, you know, or, or an Xbox fanboy, but like why why would you why would you be a GameStop fanboy or not or an anti-GameStop like fanboy, you know? Um if, if you can get your stuff wherever you can get it, if you have a preferred method, I say go for it. Um I personally like GameStop in the gaming space just for competition. Because um, I, I bet you the day GameStop goes away, you're no longer going to get those deals at Best Buy and Amazon. Those, those deals are gone yeah, they because do. they know that's the you, only you place might you,
0: you might still them. get them at Best Buy.
2: Well, Best Buy maybe.
0: <laughs> just, to, just because they're trying to fend off Amazon. Exactly.
2: But uh, oh, I guess my point is if there's l- less companies to go around, to, to to compete with each other um you're not gonna get that discount anymore because hey they're they're if they're the only game in town well
0: why why are they gonna get you yeah and if GameStop dies that's pretty much the end of midnight launch parties
2: yeah unless you got a amazon uh you know distribution center right next door to your house
0: <laughs> yeah or you live in seattle and have one of those amazon stores yeah so um
2: but yeah that's true and those are pretty cool um i went to my first midnight launch for the switch that's the first midnight launch i've ever been to ever and it was fun it was a lot of fun
1: yeah and it's only nintendo that does true midnight launches anymore only nintendo everyone else. If you're on the West coast, you're getting your games at 9 9 PM. PM. (laughs) And so if you're old, like us, you're like, sweet, I get to play before I have to go to bed and get up for work the next day. So, um,
0: being in the Western part of the country is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For some things when you're trying to, when you're trying to stream on Twitch at 9 PM Pacific and it's already midnight on the East coast, it takes a, it takes a toll on your numbers for sure. Um, the other thing, this is right on the heels of Xbox announcing that they're going to um, uh, start a rental service, basically, where they, uh, for 10 bucks a month, you have access to 100 games. Um, I think Sony has something similar or tried something similar, and I'm sure they're going to continue to refine that. And uh, the other thing that I don't have in our notes, but um, the Nintendo tax, Brian you know you know what's mm-hmm. up with this, right?
2: Oh, I paid it uh, today.
1: Yeah. No, no, I didn't
2: actually. I did not. Not for this game. Okay. I take that back. But yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Like, for example, uh, The Binding of Isaac, Yeah. which is a Nintendo Switch game. I believe it's $39.99. You can pretty much get it anywhere else for $29.99. she call me the price, but there is a $10 difference between Switch and other versions.
1: Yeah. And so... Um and why is that? What's the what's the what's the what's the reason for this
2: $10? So from what I understand and what I've seen online um it's that physical media. It's it's a little bit different than putting a game on disc. Uh if you put a game on a Blu-ray, uh Blu-rays are pretty standard. You know, it's I forget the I forget what they max out nowadays, but I mean, you're getting quite a few gigs a blu-ray to put your game on most games most games don't fill up a whole blu-ray um you know you're talking like games that are like seven gigs you know doesn't doesn't technically need a blu-ray disc but that's become the standard for the game systems that's what they go with and discs are pretty cheap to manufacture so you know we get we get games that are 60 dollars um when it comes to cartridges, though, cartridges come in different sizes. You know, you got you know two gig, six gig, you know, all the way up to you know hundreds of gigs. Well, there's a price difference. You know, if, if you want to get a hundred gig, you know, card versus a two gig card, that that bigger one's going to cost you more money. And it's no different for the game companies when they're buying these cartridges. They have to decide like, well, how big is my game? Okay, I need to go with this cartridge. So what I've from what I've heard online is because those cartridges can be more, they are charging more basically for you to have it on cartridge, which is why, for example, The Binding of Isaac, you can buy it on Steam. It also comes, you know, digital download. Um, it's a certain price across the board, but the second you want to buy it for the Nintendo Switch, and you can get it digitally, uh, i'll get into that in a second but um when you buy it on a cart for the switch it's an extra 10 bucks (laughs) and basically they're saying it's because of that fluctuation with chips and chip capacity kind of the same problem we had back with the nintendo 64 those games were pretty expensive and it's because they were on carts um which had to have like basically RAM. It's like, it's like buying RAM for your computer, but that has to be inside of the cart, you know, to hold everything. Um, so there's that. Now, um, when you go to buy the game, for example, there's a company there's a game coming out called Rhyme, and uh, this for some reason they got singled out when it came to this. they were like, "Wait, how, how come the game's 40 bucks?" You know, and it's forty bucks whether you buy it physical or digital. But it's like, but you guys just told us that there was like this kind of like cartridge tax of where you had to pay more. Why do why do I got to say the same price for the digital version on the e store or uh, you know Steam for that matter or something? They said to play nice with you know stores like Best Buy um, and GameStop. The digital version is going to be the same price as the cart, huh. just to make it even across the board. That way, like, um, you know, GameStop wouldn't wouldn't complain. Let's say about like, wait a minute, you know, you're taking sales away from us. We're selling the cart, and it's more expensive. No one's going to buy our cart if you can get it online for cheaper. Um, so they they've decided that the online prices for the Switch Store, the eShop, are going to be the same as if you buy the physical version. In the store, so um, there, yeah, we're seeing games that are kind of across the board ten dollars more just to get them on the Switch, whether you buy digitally or you buy the actual cart. So that's that's kind of the when you hear the term the Nintendo tax, um, that's that's what you're hearing. That's 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 the reason behind it is what I'm hearing is that carts fluctuate in price and they have to kind of cover their bases. I guess, or take a loss.
1: Wow. So, so really, the only people this is uh, this is affecting is going to be indies for the most part, right? Because your mainstream AAA games are going to come out at
2: $60. Yeah, I don't think we'll see a $70 game. I, 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 I think the $60 cap is kind of ingrained in our heads to where... If it's seventy bucks, it better come with some type of digital content that's extra.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, and this isn't like new for Nintendo. It's not like because Binding of Isaac is forty in store and forty digitally. I mean, because of my the gamer card and Amazon Prime or the gamer club and Amazon Prime, I would go and get it at Best Buy for twenty percent off, right? So that game's going to be under thirty dollars for me to buy it physical versus, you know, buying it digitally. There's, there's not even a good reason for me to buy something digitally unless it's the only way to yeah. get it. So And that's the
2: thing right now. A lot of times physical media ends up being cheaper because it'll stay the same price on the your e-store or e-shop or wherever you shop online. Those digital prices a lot of times don't come down. But then you can go to a GameStop and the game has been out for six months and it's like not selling. So then they knock, they, mark, they mark the price down. Sometimes you can actually get the physical media for cheaper in the long run,
0: yeah,
1: or I guess yeah, even Amazon. Used,
0: so. Yeah, even at Amazon with their special deal, if you got Prime and you get the mm. nice twenty percent off, that doesn't apply to digital codes.
2: Yeah. So, um, from what I understand, what I've been hearing is that the reason those digital prices, and this this is this goes for Xbox, PlayStation, um you know, Nintendo, they're the same price whether you buy the physical disc or you buy the eShop version because they want to try to play nice with with retailers and i'm again we talk a lot about gamestop but you know we're talking best buy target walmart um because as soon as soon as as those companies say look we're gonna drop the price of our digital stuff we're gonna gonna take it down to 30 bucks the retailer can't do that Mm -mm. because the retailer's got to make some type of profit off of it you know um but the retailer could probably in turn be like, well, you want to play that game? Guess what? We're not selling anymore. We're not going to sell your system anymore in our store. Yeah. So then where does Nintendo sell their Switch from? I guess you can get it directly from them. I can only imagine the logistical nightmare being that you can't even get one in a store,
0: right. let alone
2: if you had to get it directly from the company. Like,
0: yeah. And getting well, stuff how, direct from Nintendo is tough.
2: Yeah. Like, how big is that waiting list? You know, like, <laughs> right. You know, so. um they got to kind of, I mean, for now, and I'm sure in the future someday we'll go, maybe we will go all digital, you know, 100% to where everything's digital online and this will probably, it's not going to happen tomorrow, obviously, but, um, you know, it'll, it'll end up, I'm sure one day it'll end up to where everything's digital and then you'll get that company that's like, Hey, you want, you want to get the retro version, the retro editions coming out and it's
1: it's physical, you know, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, let's uh let's continue right along here. There was a rumored um Nintendo Direct leak. Okay, and we're dun, dun, dun. just going to we're going to just we're going to just kind of briefly uh touch on this thing, but one of the things that uh <laughs> Mr. Woodhouse, what did you say about this leak? <laughs>
0: well, like every other Nintendo leak recently, it's got that Paper Mario game in it. Yeah. And so I'm not sure what to think about this leak, but I know for damn sure that when a leak comes out that doesn't have this Paper Mario game in it, I'm gonna sit up and
1: listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Thousand Year Door, right, from the GameCube? Yep. Yeah. Thousand Year Door HD. Yeah. So, that's what that's the that's one of the rumored games. The other one is the Virtual Console games and it featured GameCube games, uh Smash Bros Melee, uh Super Mario Kart Double Dash and Super Mario Sunshine. So and it even went into detail on how the triggers will work. Like basically, the full press will be the lower trigger, and the half the the half press or whatever would be the top trigger, or vice versa. So they, you where's, know, where's my Z button going to go then? Yeah, and I think it goes into me that. that one, Batman. But yeah, I again, I was I was at work trying to read this thing. I wrote a quick article about it and uh, and and put it up just because um if it is true and again this is just rumored right it's it's completely rumored so don't take it as as gospel uh but if it's true man oh man this summer is looking good because i mean there's the the where my fingers are crossed is online double dash online melee uh, that oh yeah i'm i'm hoping that,
0: that that's the dream
1: yeah, and I mean, honestly, i f- I feel like if Nintendo did that, if they if they took, if they did an H or a, even just a virtual console uh, version of Smash Bros Melee, like that game is still played to this day and has a massive following, hmm. right? A massive following, and I think.
0: And now you're going to be able to take it on the go. Yeah,
1: take it on the <laughs> go, and then the possibility for online play. Which which I don't even know. I was watching a streamer the other day, and I'm like, is he playing somebody online, or is he playing like I was a little bit confused, honestly, because I'm like, I know this game isn't online, but I didn't know if it was like through emulation and some different mods or something. Maybe they were able to do online matches. I'm not sure. I remember back in the day playing Halo One online through a thing called uh, like. X Xbox connect or something like that. You had to hook it up to your computer and tricked it into thinking it was a land party and so on and so forth. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening with that game. Um, maybe he was just playing a bot on the hardest difficulty. I'm not sure, but this is a guy that competes, you know, at a regular, at like a high level. And so, but what, like what a nod to that community um, from Nintendo, if they like really kind of took, took the time to, to make this make this something great because i mean how like this game's been being played for so long and you know even with even with the wii u nintendo was like hey we're making adapters so you guys can use gamecube controllers because they knew that was the the preferred method you know so so who knows i don't know what it was sold out forever oh yeah (laughs) yeah i remember i got it the day it came out and then it was like 120 bucks on Amazon. Like the next day, I was like, what? Yep. I still, I kept mine though. But, and now they're in the stores everywhere. If you, if you end up wanting one, but, um, I, uh, what, I throw a little bit of salt. Go ahead. GameCube theory. Go ahead. Throw it. <laughs>
2: okay. So, <laughs> you,
1: I mean, that's all you throw is salt. So it's
2: <laughs> okay. This is just, I'm going to sprinkle. I'm just going to season it <laughs> just a little bit. Season
1: it. Okay. Perfect.
2: Um, so, to get a GameCube game on the Switch, uh, it's, it's been reported online, it's no secret. The Switch is basically an Nvidia Shield. Um, hardware-wise, it is more powerful than a GameCube. Um, but the GameCube, comparing a GameCube to the Switch is kind of like comparing a, a Mac computer to a PC. They run off of two different like sets of code that it's not like a it's not an apples to apples comparison um i i run i do have a Gamecube emulator and i run a fa- a fairly beastly computer um it's it's like an eight i got a four core eight thread processor at four point six gigahertz i got like sixteen gigs of ram like If you want to compare a switch to my my desktop, there's no comparison. Uh, Certain GameCube games, while they are being emulated, they're not you know running off of true GameCube hardware. um, Will bring my computer to its knees because it's just it's like translating you know English to Portuguese to Japanese, kind of like there's there's some things that get lost in in real time. time. Yeah, in real time, like at sixty frames per second, you know. but to to run a GameCube game, it would unless they were going to do, I'm guessing some form of HD remake, they would have to emulate it through the oh. the hardware on the Switch. Would, there would have to be some type of like emulation software that they would have to like you know download onto your Switch or something like that. Um, now that's not to say that some games don't run. Some games run flawlessly on my computer, and those games would probably run flawlessly on the Switch. You know, like games like like I said, Mario Sunshine. They're not. High demands, but like if you're thinking you're going to play Rogue Squadron on this thing, no, that's just not going to happen. That game, I'll get less than 30 frames per second at times with that game. Um, So um, that's my only concern is what's the workaround? And I understand Nintendo has the code like locked up, you know, next to the Ark of the Covenant somewhere. (laughs) Um, So I'm sure they would, if anyone could, you know, do a flawless transition of emulation it would be them i just i don't know what with, with the hardware that we have if we would ever see it like i said unless then, they unless they just made a remake and like said hey this is they like we remade it it's, it's like you know with with uh current tools and software
0: and then when you get into double dash and talking about that when you get into the area of remake you have to ask what's the payoff you're just going to cannibalize mario kart 8 deluxe
2: yeah Yeah. like where um why not just make mario kart 8 deluxe and say hey this is or or add something to that add maybe add a a
0: double dash mode to it
2: yeah a double dash dlc DLC that you can charge me 1999 for on top of the 60 dollars that i'm paying for mario kart 8 so again yeah (laughs) i joke around that mario kart 8 deluxe is the most expensive dlc ever um it is 60 to 60. I take that back. I just bought a lot of them. Talk about your Amiibo. Um <laughs> But no, so yeah, like that's a perfect point. Like where's the where's the payoff in in going back and um why why redo an old um Smash Brothers when they can come out with the new Smash Brothers? And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like Josh, you do a lot of retro stuff. Is there ever any a is there ever a game series that you like refuse to buy because it's not as good as like the old one. Like, do you not buy? I know you said you're a big fan of Super Metroid. Would you not buy the new Metroid that came out because it's not a remake of Super Metroid? Well,
0: the 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 newest Metroid is garbage.
2: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let, let's let's let's. hey let me let me uh, paint a hypothetical here. Like, what if they came out with Metroid Prime? What would they be on four now? Four, four. Um. Would you not buy it? Because it's not a remake of Super Metroid.
1: Oh, no, I would. I would definitely like that wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't hinder me at all. The, the the thing, the difference with like, like Smash, I want Smash on the I love having Smash on the go on my 3DS, right? Like the more mm-hmm. I can replace like my 3DS games on the Switch, right. the, the less I have to carry two systems around with me.
2: Right. But that could be done with a new smash game, right? As opposed to just remaking the old one.
1: Oh, for sure. But if, if it's going to come out quicker by being a virtual console game, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Even if it's the 64 game, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm not like, I wouldn't prefer it over a new one. I would prefer the new one because I don't have, I didn't play a ton of melee. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. whichever one does come out will be the one that I can invest the most time in and I'll be cool with it. Yeah. Um, but, for instance, like I mean, the new Mass Effect just came out, and I love Mass Effect trilogy i'm I'm not all that interested in in the in the new one, which I mean it bums me out, and maybe I'll pick it up and end up enjoying it, but it sounds like it's gotta it takes a little while to get into it, so um you know it's a so, very
0: different game
1: so, sometimes that's the case, and you just you know you you, you you don't end up with your expectations aren't necessarily met,
0: right. Andromeda is to Mass Effect as Breath of the Wild is to Zelda. It's, it's different. Yeah,
1: it yeah, very
2: very much breaks, I guess, the mold. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying that game too. I will say this. Um, it's very funny now that I think about it. When I first got the original Mass Effect, I was like, I'm going to be totally into this game. And then I wasn't totally into it. But when I finally sat down and said, you know what? I'm playing this game. I got past like a certain point in the story, which isn't too far into it, Bam! I was hooked. Yeah, and I think that's gonna be the same thing with this one. This one, I'm only on the second planet, and I think, I think after this planet, I'm, I'm probably gonna like end up being hooked because already I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm just unfortunately, you know, you grow up suddenly, you don't have as much time as you used to. Um, but I, I'm thinking that it's gonna be the same way with this one. Like, I'll I'll get past like a sticking point, and then I'm gonna be like,
0: this is the greatest game ever. So, yeah, uh, you're absolutely a- right. With Mass Effect 1, the hook point was was pretty far out. They brought it in to like almost immediately with Mass mm-hmm. Effect 2. Mass mm-hmm. Effect 3 was the same way. Andromeda has the sticking point even further out than Mass Effect 1. Ouch.
1: Yeah, and I had that with 3. I stopped. I'm like, I can't do this again. I had to stop, and mm-hmm. I came back years later. You, know, you and, binged it,
2: though. So. And, then,
1: and yeah, I totally did. I totally did. Um, it, it's a bummer that game's not coming to the switch but i mean i totally can understand why i can i can make it good but uh yeah for sure for Technical sure and, things. and and as far as like going back to that the emulation question too like i mean the xbox one is backward has has xbox 360 games playable on it that was not supposed to be possible right, right. that was like uh that was not supposed to be possible and basically what they because it's the same situation as the gamecube and the switch they're they're made on different they're made completely different. But they were able to trick the software into thinking it was the same, you know. So yeah. whether that's something they can do, um, I don't know. Hopefully that's the case. Because like Mario Sunshine, to jump back into that game. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, for, for me personally, I love having Nintendo on the go. Like the Switch is the perfect Nintendo system for me. Like I really, I, I really think that. Because taking it on the go, being able to play it in a restaurant. With my wife, two player, like couch co-op in a restaurant without both of us staring at separate screens, like on a DS. Amazing, right? Uh Being able to play Breath of the Wild in the car, like crazy. Like what? Like I'm playing a console game on the go. To be able to do that with some old GameCube games and stuff like I feel like that's the I feel like mobile is a better place for virtual console than on like than on the Wii U. Like I feel like the DS was a better place for virtual console than on the Wii U because it was like this is the uh, up to a certain point. The switch, you don't have that issue like you did with the DS where it's like if they if they released GameCube games. Well, sorry, you're not. Play, you know, I have Super Mario Kart on my DS you're not doing multiplayer. They didn't add a download play. They didn't add anything like that. Whereas on the switch, it's like, Hey, if Mario Kart 64 comes out on it, we can grab four joy cons and play on a tiny little screen. If we want to on the go or hook it up to the TV and play. So it's like, it's literally the best of both worlds for me because I can play those, those bite size, NES, you know, super Nintendo games that we think are, you know, we're pretty sure are coming, but then the, the, the vast library of 64 games and whatever else like this, this would be great if this was the machine that you could you could have all that stuff on. Uh, that being said, I'm still all about new games too. Like Mario Kart Eight is going to get a ton of playtime, a ton of playtime. Mario Kart Sixty Four would also get a ton of playtime if it ended mm-hmm. up, <laughs> you know. And that's just, but that's just me. I'm, you know, and everybody's different, obviously. But those kind of games, like. Like I said, just sitting down at a restaurant waiting for our order to come, like just playing snipper clips like we did, it was it was really fun. And so having more games like that, I'm 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 down with. And even if if they're new, that's that's fine too. So um the last thing I just want to mention this real quick, and then we're gonna spend a little time talking about Zelda, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Um one of the things that Reddit was going crazy with yesterday was that the Lego game, Lego City Undercover, was going to be it required internet connection and it also required thirteen gigs of free space. Ouch. Yeah. Your switch has that's, 32 gigs. That's 50%. Well 26 usable. In yeah, and 26 usable. So um Warner Brothers has released a statement saying that this is not the case. It was a misprint. The 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 physical copy of the game will still like you can just pop it in and play all the internet requirement is, is so that you can get updates is basically what they said. So um, you, you can look into that further if you want to, but that was kind of a big sigh of relief. Cause it was like, this is not good. <laughs> if this is a real thing, if I have to pop a cart into my system and then download the whole game onto it, just like on a PS4 or an Xbox one, I'm going to run out of space quickly. And so this is this is not this is not cost effective to buy carts at this point, because then you're buying SD cards as well. But if you're buying it digitally, you're buying SD. There's like, what are they doing? <laughs> you know? What are they doing? And then making it internet required. Now I'm not taking it on the go. Um you know, and then the the argument is, well, you can turn a hotspot on your phone, but I don't have unlimited data on my hotspot on my phone. Maybe that's becoming more and more normal. The one cool thing, we did have the Splatoon test fire, which was uh which was, you know, cool to jump back into that game. I know Destinot has a few things to say about that game, um, but one of the things they're reporting is that if you use your hotspot for that game, it's not going to use very much data hmm. to be able to play online with it. So that's kind of cool. So that's the Lego game. We did play the Splatoon test fire. Did we all three play it?
0: I did not play it. Okay,
1: Brian, real have quick, you played. Have you played the first Splatoon on
2: the Wii U?
0: No, not a Splatoon guy.
2: Okay, so I was going to say, if you've played the first Splatoon, then you played Splatoon 2.
0: It is actually...
2: uh, Let's put it this way. Uh, Again, if you played Splatoon 1, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The ability to have your team get spawn-locked in your own spawn with the inability to leave your spawn because you're getting hammered on is still there. Didn't find that exciting at all. Um...
1: Wait, before it, you go it, any further than that, do you know how to do the super jump? Yes. How do you do it? Okay, for so. One? And and would that get you out of that situation?
2: No. Okay. Yes and no. Okay, so the, the super jump that Josh is talking about is, um, let's say you have to respawn, and you only have one spawn point. There are multiple exits to that spawn point, but you spawn in the exact same spot every time. Now the super jump Josh is talking about is uh, you you in this game are teams of 4. So if one of your teammates is like out on the battlefield, you hit your X button I believe on this one. On the Wii U version it was on the game pad. Um, but you can look like it gives you a quick little overhead, you can see one of your teammates and basically spawn on your teammate. Okay. Um,
1: I had that happen to of, me but I couldn't figure out okay. how to do it. I'm like I don't understand this mechanic.
2: Yeah, what that allows you to do is, let's say someone's out on the battlefield, you use your spawn, it shoots you up into the air, and then you kind of come down from above. I ended up getting killed more times doing that, though, because usually by the time I hit the ground, my teammate's dead, and I just landed right into the line of fire of the enemy. (laughs) So um, I guess there's good times to use it, bad
1: times to use it. um, If you were the one man that was dead and your three teammates were pushing... That would be a then good it's time cool. to use it. Yeah. When all four of you are dead
2: and you can't jump to a teammate and the other team is right there knocking on your front door, yeah. there's no way to jump over them. Um so I wish there was some ability to where you could use that feature. Like if, if the game saw that maybe you were locked into your spawn, like maybe it would give you maybe a random spot that you can jump to, but you can't pick it. I I, I think that'd be fair. I would take that. So the ability to get spawn locked, I didn't like uh the ink looked shinier than ever that was awesome but the graphics themselves in my opinion looked worse than the wii u version um and i saw that mainly like in the edges of like the graphics and i understand that when it comes to a technical perspective anytime you got bright colors or very contrasty colors it's hard to uh it takes more more power to make that that edge look nice and nice and um like round or something like that. And this game is all about like bright colors. Like it's like blue versus yellow or pink versus like purple like very very bright colors. Um the gameplay itself I like. My wife also loves it, you know. You don't have to be like a headshot master or master, as some people call it to uh be good at this game. Um if you have ADD and you're like I'm going to cover every single inch of this floor with ink. <laughs> you might be better at this game than, than someone else, which could be a turnoff <laughs> for people. Some people all right, I point. might have
0: to get this game because I'm yeah, all about
2: know. that. If you're like every speck of this ground is going to be pink when I'm done, then you might be really good at this game. Um, I know, Josh, you had said like you didn't like the fact that you couldn't just run around and kill people and have that affect your overall winning score you can kill people in this game like one on ones or something like that or two on one situations where you can shoot the other player but that has no effect on your your final end game or end round score it's more about covering the ground with ink now by killing other people they're not on the battlefield which means you can then cover the floor with ink so you're kind of winning by killing people but there's no like MVP for getting you know 10 10 kills in the game um that's just Nintendo's version of a shooter. So I like the game. It's just that I feel that this didn't have any improvements whatsoever
0: over Splatoon 1. It's and not so much a sequel as it is just a remake.
2: Is it just like a remake? Um when I when I first played the original Splatoon, it was very bare bones. And I know they did like they did like a full year of free DLC for that game. Which was awesome. So where that game ended. Was much different from where it started. I understand that this was just a server test, but I felt like I was playing Splatoon 1 vanilla again. So it's was like, Egh, I hope that's not the case. And Josh, I know you had said, you've you mentioned that not a lot of people bought the Wii U. Hopefully with the switch, it's got a huge install base already. All those people that missed out on the Wii U games are going to be playing these games. So like, you know, Mario Kart eight, they're going to be playing it for the first time uh splatoon 2 that's the first experience with splatoon that's cool and all but what about all the people that did buy wii u now i gotta play with the same game that i already bought over again that's the downside to that i think to all these remakes one cool it's coming to a larger audience but two i think we might in some cases be getting the exact same game over again um i just i i thought there was going to be more improvement coming in as a sequel so um yeah so it's not like if you like if you like the original splatoon, you'll probably like this one,
1: yeah, and I mean, I had to turn the motion controls off i that was the first thing I had to figure out how to do because I'm like this is not this is not for me and i mean uh, uh, here's the cool thing i i I took the the first the first one that I played, i streamed it was fine, you know. Uh, again to me it's like i'd rather shoot the man than shoot the ground that's the that's where i'm at like that's what i'd rather do and now there were some snipers that i guess were pulling off some pretty like pretty mm-hmm. righteous shots you know that's pretty cool uh but i put this game in my daughter's hand my nine-year-old daughter and she was like this is amazing this is so much fun oh my gosh this is so much fun i gave it to my wife and other than I'm like, this game makes you swear a little bit, dear. Um, <laughs> yes.
2: So your wife is That's like, excellent. my wife. Then they love the game, but my wife goes into Tourette's mode when she plays this game.
1: I was like, "Whoa, you're getting a little competitive." She's like, "I gotta win. I gotta cover the ground. What do I, I what I can cool? I use? How come how come they keep killing? Me? You know." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh boy, I'm gonna have to buy another Switch just for this <laughs> game." I think. Um, but it was that's cool the game to watch the that my play- wife
2: loved on the Wii U.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, even though it may not be like, um, something that I'm really drawn to because I would rather play a more precision shooter. Like if it's something that my family's going to be into and we can do some kind of multiplayer with it, we don't know what that's going to be on this one. If it's going to be, you know, a split screen or a four screen, I, hopefully it's a four. That would be the ideal. I could play it on the TV yeah. with the, uh, you know, like the old Goldeneye days and screen look and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> And that's, but, we might longer. get that with this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we might get that with this one. The original one,
2: because of the Wii U's second screen, if you wanted to play two players, one person had the second screen, one person had the TV, and you could only play against, so it was like, you can 1v1 me, bro. Um, right. On it. And it was only in a map, and it was just you 2 So hopefully with this one, they go more of a a Mario Kart route, where at least... At least, maybe do two on two, mm-hmm. or be able to go online. I don't know how that will work if you do like online from the same switch.
0: You know, oh, like uh, like the old Halo games.
2: Yeah, like I don't know if it would be like Destinot and then Destinot Guest. I I don't know if it would yeah. be that. You know, um, that'd even, be awesome.
1: Even yeah. if it was like Mario Kart, where you can Mario Kart Eight, you can take you can go online with two people, right? Or you can play four people on one screen. So, uh, possibilities are there. Hopefully,
2: hopefully I'm just being jaded and this is a beta server test and Nintendo's like, cause clearly someone from Nintendo is listening to this. Um, hopefully they'll be laughing at me come release date.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, we always (laughs) say, don't ever make a, like, don't base your decision on a game on a beta, right? Like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Unless it's, I mean, I mean, even if it's absolute trash, like at least wait, To hear like see some reviews or something, you know, don't don't base it on a beta, a demo maybe, but not the beta because this was a
2: this was a server stress test. So I mean, they could have threw ones and zeros out there and technically call it a stress test. Right.
1: Which is still weird the way they do that, and we'll we'll end on this, but like or we'll get into Zelda next. But why these one hour period like these one hour slots? Like people were like, oh, I gotta work, I can't. Like any other game, if you're stress test, it's just like let's go, you know, here's a whole weekend, like burn these things to the ground. No, that wasn't the case for this. So I don't know. It's just strange. That's, I mean, it's the way I played Splatoon the last time. It's just like, oh, here's these one hour like windows, like, and I'd happen to look and go, oh, hey, oh, I'm sitting here. My switch is right here. I guess I'll, I'll give it a go, you know? So, um, the one thing that was kind of nice was kind of seeing what a third person, first person game would play like and i felt like on the go i got used to it real quick you know with the pro controller amazing of course but pro uh, controller's great oh man it's so good and it's the best I, way to I've play zelda i got mine right here oh there you go <laughs> beautiful dude beautiful so um this we're going to get into zelda guys there may be minor spoilers we're not going to like
2: I'm spoiling everything right right now. No, he's
1: not. He's not spoiling everything. He's (laughs) not. We are going to do a spoiler cast probably this week that will be out on this feed, but it's going to be very clearly marked that it is a Zelda spoiler cast. So if you haven't finished the game, don't don't listen to it. Um, There there may be minor spoilers right now, so I'm just tossing that out there. If you don't want to hear anything about Zelda, then just fast forward. If you're uh, cool with it, then keep on going. Mr. Woodhouse, what what have you thought of Zelda, man? Like,
0: it's it's not quite the best game I've I've ever played. Um, get out! It's 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 getting
2: there.
0: <laughs> I'm not quite to that point yet. Okay. Um, I you know I'm 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 holding off on judgment until I see this Ganon fight. Mm.
2: Yeah, because you said you're only thirty hours I'm, in, approximately.
0: Yeah, I'm on my third Divine Beast right now. I'm taking down Meadow right okay. now
2: okay um yeah there there's that's the cool thing about this game um there I, people have just done speed runs on this game already for like i don't know like an hour, i don't know
1: twenty Un- minutes under like, an hour is the, the 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 latest one i'd heard but i'll I'll look it up real quick
2: yeah, uh for me, this game isn't about that though um there's so much to do as far as uh shrines you got side quests you've got uh I'm probably going to say this wrong is it the the korox seeds the korox seeds
1: korox
0: korox seeds okay, ah! so you got
2: uh, you got the Clorox seeds that you got to get there's Clorox. like 900 of them Clorox. Uh, the shrines there's 120 shrines um there there's
0: are also 900 korox seeds
2: yeah 900 like like I don't know. Like if I'm the dev- the the animator, developer, or whoever that has to work on this, and they're like put 900 of these things in here, I'm like, what? Where? Like you have to hide them all. Um,
0: Some of the hiding spots are really incredible.
2: Yeah, I mean, they. It's cool too, though, that there are a lot of different hiding spots, but then they're 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 all um, similar. You start seeing patterns, like. Um, you know, there's, there's, oh, there's like, there's a a set of trees over there. Okay. I know for a fact there's like a seed over there, you know, you start just seeing these things like throughout the world or like you
0: you, rock circles, the rocks,
2: you know, yeah. You start seeing these patterns and you're like, okay, I know there's a seed there. There's gotta be a seed there. And sure enough, there'll be a seed there. Um, and I think I talked to Josh about this and I'm sure, uh, you'll be in a, in agreement with this you've probably found a lot of things by mistake. Like you go to do them and you're just like, Oh, that's cool that that just worked, you know, or that happened. Like I wouldn't have thought on my own to just try it. It's almost like, Oh, I accidentally caught something on fire and then, Oh my gosh, I just found something like that's, I think that's really cool that you can just kind of fumble your way through this game. And towards the end, you're no longer fumbling your way through. You kind of, all those things, add up to you becoming you know like pro gamer you know mlg
0: and and the fumbling feels it feels so much more realistic than everything just being you know oh there's a bomb wall that i have to blow up Mm -hmm. that just felt you know you have to buy in but it felt contrived with a lot of this stuff it's like oh i'm fighting someone i'm fighting them with bomb arrows and one went astray blew up this pile of rocks and is that a treasure chest?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff like that, dude, is, is really cool in this game. There's so many little things that I feel that the creators took into consideration that uh, maybe are slightly more realistic than other things, games as well. Like, uh, for example, you can't use you talked about bomb arrows. You can't use those in the rain. Yep. They don't explode I or in the lava. And love like, that. Yeah. Or yeah, you go to pull them out in the lava where it's hot <laughs> yeah. and they explode yeah, in that,
0: your face. That was hilarious. The first time that happened to me, I was like, oh my god.
2: Yeah, so um, not again, not to go into too far into like spoiler uh, territory, but I would encourage anyone that's playing this game um, really think about like the elements like when it comes to like like snow, rain, heat, um and kind of think about how those affect real life and it's probably going to affect this game like just like we talked about right now like the rain affecting like fire um you know uh when you're in the snow how that affects uh you know other things the you know the lightning even josh i know you you got a certain outfit and when you read the description of it, you're like, oh, yeah, I can see why that protects against electricity. You know, like, right. There's just like a, you know, there, know it's,
0: exactly what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah. So there's just like there's this level of like elements in the world that really interact with each other um, extremely well. I, I'll say that the environment of this game interacts with itself very well. And, that, and that's what I think makes it such a
0: great game. Yeah, it's it's the game is about exploration and reaction mm-hmm. uh, that it's um, it's like the entire world is a puzzle, which is really yeah. nice. And the puzzles are the best that they've ever had in the series. Like bar none, some of these shrines get into like my top five for video game puzzles.
2: Wow. Nice. And there's 120 of them. None of them really feel like they're the same puzzle. Just like, oh, this one's just taller. You know, like they all feel some like of them own.
0: at first glance appear to be the same. And then when you try and do them the same, <laughs> it doesn't work like out it. so much. <laughs> yeah, I did there one the other one- day by accident. I was like, oh. Yeah. There was one where it looked exactly the same as one I had done very early on and I tried to do it the same way and I got killed
1: <laughs>
0: and it took me a while to figure out what the new strategy was. And when I did, I was like, you know what? That's very tricky. They were very smart there.
1: The only thing that I feel the, the weakest is the, the, the major and minor tests of strength. You know, those are the, those are the, the kind of the weakest links. Cause there's like, the, the only variation yeah. is basically weapons, right? Like um. if they had, if they had actually put like multiple guardians in or something like that, like this is a minor gripe, by the way, like this isn't like, um, this isn't a, a deal breaker for me or anything, but like I enjoyed the puzzle ones much more. Um, because the only variation was like, Oh, maybe this room has pillars or this one doesn't for those, those major and minor yeah. tests of strength and the, and the, and the weapons. So, um, but I mean, One of the coolest things about it, though, is like I was streaming it last night and everybody in the in the chat was like, I didn't do that this way. I did this complete like, oh, yeah, I didn't freeze time right there to stop that thing from doing that. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I just used an arrow to light these torches or whatever, whereas like. And in some cases I'm like, oh, I could have froze that, but I just, I, I was able to thread the needle and hit the, the arrow, hit both torches for me or whatever, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so just, just stuff like that, where it's like, there are multiple ways to figure out these puzzles that, that really make it, um, that make it cool. I mean, you know, you spent a ton of time watching me, you know, and, and I, I watched you play for a little bit too. And it was like, yeah, just the, the way we would attack things is just, it's just different. You know, it's different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about the game with Mtashed of, uh, of you know, big time Destiny YouTuber mm-hmm. and streamer, and um, we were talking about this one shrine that I had said is probably the best puzzle I've ever played in a Zelda game, and he was like, "Yeah, I played that, and I went and I looked at the YouTube videos afterwards, and I did it completely different than everyone else did, and sure enough, he and I had approached." this exact same puzzle which to me in my mind there was only one way to do it and he had done it a completely different way it's just it's the brilliance of it
2: yeah um one of the shrines actually i i did it and i was like man that was tough and then i watched josh do it and i'm like i'm dumb i <laughs> did it way harder than i needed to um at the time um uh, I didn't realize that uh, I, I finally figured it out on the first dungeon that you can manipulate the dungeon itself. Um, and then I forgot about it. So I, I basically went through the next dungeon without tilting it or moving it or anything. I don't know how I did it,
0: <laughs> but
2: I did it and I was like, Oh my gosh. Had I like remembered that you can move these things I would have had a way easier time. (laughs) But, uh, but that I think is also cool because this game isn't linear. So I love that. Yeah. So to be able to do those things, I think they really took into consideration that someone could have like 20 hearts going into this level, or they could have three hearts going into this level. We need to make it so that each person could complete this, this shrine or this dungeon, um, it might be easier for the guy that's doing this at the end of his run compared to the guy doing it at the beginning of the run, but it's still doable. So, which that that part of it I think is is really cool. Not not to say that there isn't like a, you know we, we talked about calling this kind of like a Skyrim, um, Skyrim Zel- had parts Zelda certain, Scrolls, yeah Zelda Scrolls. There are levels like you know where you're like you're not gonna want to go there as a level one guy. You're gonna get your butt handed to you, and this game is the same way. There there are. There are areas you might be able to go to, but you might not have a fun day. So, um, but that's what's cool. That That's what leads to, hey, I want to get better. I want to get more hearts. I want to get more stamina because I want to go to that area because um, there's probably something cool there. Um, so, yeah, I think they did a phenomenal job on that.
0: Um, yeah.
1: So I, was I can't
0: wait to see what the DLCs are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. So uh, the Nintendo voice chat, they asked the question of can Zelda go back to what it was
0: after
2: the being like linear?
1: Yeah. After the wild.
2: Ooh.
0: Um, I think they can.
2: I think it just depends, you know, as far as, I mean, clearly, clearly this Zelda has gotten a lot of praise, but that's not saying that the other Zeldas haven't gotten a lot of praise, you know? That it's not like this is the standout. It's not like Zelda before was a series that would only get like fives or sixes as review scores across the board, and then suddenly they made this one and it's like, oh, you know, nine, nine out of ten, ten out of ten. If that were the case, I'd be like, okay, it's gonna be like this going forward. Clearly, this is a formula that people like, and it's gonna stay that way. They 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 found their they found their, you know, their their uh their sweet spot or whatever. But going back, older Zelda games were phenomenal as well, so I I think I think as, as long as they keep the quality up clearly this is a series that could go either way it can be, you know, it's the original Zelda was very non-linear um, it was linear in that you needed to do the shrines in a certain order, or dungeons I guess but you could still go anywhere in that map on the in the original Zelda um, yeah so it can, I think it, it can function as an open world game. It can function as a, a linear game. I think this goes for probably any gaming franchise. And what I mean by that is if the story is strong and you have characters that can be likable, um, you could probably make your game for the most part any style of game or combination of game. I don't know how Zelda would work as an on-the-rails shooter. Uh, you know,
0: <laughs> Link's crossbow was gonna training gonna was not. Yeah, crossbow training.
2: You know, like if you're riding Epona, like Epona's got to be super damn charismatic for me to love that game. I guess. Um,
0: <laughs> hey, Roach was pretty damn charismatic. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, but I, obviously some styles lend themselves more. I mean, let's look at this game. How much narrative was there? you could say, how, yes, there was, yes, there wasn't, you know, like how much this was the first Zelda game to have like voice acting, um, but it was still done very sparingly, so clearly, it told a story without much you know effort vocally um but uh yeah i I think if if they can just keep pumping out the quality in Zelda's, it could be linear, I think it can be open world. I don't know if I would want to play a first person Zelda. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I Again. mean, what, what it makes me think about is like uh, Link Between Worlds, where mm-hmm. they took a very similar uh, world to uh, a Link to the Past, right? But then they added a mechanic that allowed you to explore new areas in that mm-hmm. world by turning into a painting, basically. And then exploring like cracks and that that would take you to the other world. I think what really works well for Breath of the Wild is the fact that you start the game and you get these certain um, items with your your Sheikah slate. Right. And then from that point on, the game says, go, like, go and explore. And I think if if that became the new norm for Zelda, I think it would work for a while until they can come up with something new. But I think, I mean, think about a game, even like a link, a link to the past, you started that game and you could go and rent the gear that you wanted instead of having to dig it out of a dungeon to dig the hookshot out of a dungeon. You could rent it. Right. But if you died, yeah. you had to go rent it again. It was, it, yeah, was right. it was, gone. And so, you know, they kind of did that where it was like, okay, I can go explore anywhere. I can just rent. I can rent this stuff. Um, I part of me misses that aspect of Zelda in this game where it's like, oh man, I didn't get the there's no hook shot, right? There's no um this or that. But just because I miss it doesn't mean that it's that that it's bad. It that's just right. that's just like, oh, that was Zelda, right? That was what what Zelda was. They did an excellent job of breaking away from that and still making it a very engaging and like I love exploring in this game. I literally love just wandering around in this game. And you know I've
0: probably spent ninety percent of my time just wandering around aimlessly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Which is what I do in Skyrim.
1: Sure, sure. And so I mean, and that's what's that's what's so cool about it. You can just get lost. You can yeah. just get lost. So it didn't do what Zelda typically does, but it's done something that is that is like far exceeded my expectations you know and to go back the really it go ahead
0: the really hot take that i've heard is that it might be the greatest game ever made without being the greatest zelda game ever made
1: interesting interesting um and to really to answer my question if it could go can it go back i think it can because of the just because it it pushes the creative boundaries of the developers of the of the creators to go like, okay, we're gonna do another bite. We're gonna do a bite sized Zelda that's kind of that three quarter top down, like Link to the Past, like Link Between Worlds, like the original game. What are we gonna do here to make this fun? Make this something that people want to play, and 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 that's I mean that's the beauty of Nintendo and the way that they can they can. Um, create something that you're like i never thought i would be doing this right that's, yeah, that's, I, I think yeah it's the, like
0: you know metroid went into the first person shooter and then we came back and had one of the greatest metroid side scrollers of all time with fusion
2: mm-hmm. yeah and i think like I was, I was gonna say is like i think uh like with a game like breath of the wild it's kind of like obviously i wasn't there for the deciding of this game, but I'm I have I get the feeling that they were like, okay, we're gonna make this open world. You can do anything. And we got Breath of the Wild because of that. But I think they can go and make the next game and be like, okay, let's rein ourselves in a little bit. What did we like about Breath of the Wild that really worked? And I'm sure even Nintendo, you know, the guys that made this game, we're we're kind of looking at it from the view of like, this is amazing. Everything's great. I'm sure there's still stuff that are like, mmm can't, we we couldn't quite pull this off. We didn't add this into the game. We wish we could have implemented this or that. So I'm sure they're already thinking about probably the future of the game or plus the DLC that's coming out. Maybe we'll get some type of changes there, or maybe they'll fully flesh out an idea and like like Josh said, there's no hookshot. Maybe they wanted a hookshot in this game, but they were like I, I want a hookshot wasn't in the quite DLC. Ready. Yeah, so maybe maybe they'll they'll give it to us. And I don't know. I don't know how that would affect the game because let's say I'm climbing up a mountain. I'm about to run into stamina. Does that mean I can now like hook shot up the rest of the way? Um, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe they took it out because of the so many other things that they added. Like they were like, well, do we need a hook shot in here? Is it going to add to, you know, or is it going to take away? Um, how is it going to affect this game? So maybe that's why it wasn't included. So I'm, I'm sure it was taken out for a reason. Cause that's a pretty big staple of like Zelda kind of is the hook shot, you know, or it's like, I'm sure that they didn't Especially add it, they 3d were, Zelda. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were like, uh, it's just not going to work for X, Y, and Z. Okay. Let's, let's do something else.
1: Yeah. Cause it's more than just adding that, that device into the game. It's adding that into puzzles all throughout mm right? It's adding that into the world. Like it's adding those locations that you can only use the hookshot on, you know? Uh So, I mean, and again, I mean, it's like a, it's like a minor gripe. It's not like, but it's one of those things that's like, yeah, this there's, there are, there are things that make this feel un Zelda, but I still really like it, you know? So, well, boys, we're at, we're over an hour and a half. This has been fun. We've been, we've talked about a lot of different things. Mr. Woodhouse, tell us where we can find you, bud.
0: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Woodhouse with an A-H instead of an E-R. Do not send stuff to the E-R guy uh, because he hasn't been on uh, Twitter in six years. And I'm hoping they'll (laughs) finally deactivate his account and give it to me. Um, And if you send stuff to him, he might read his stuff. And that's all she wrote. Um, And then on Twitch, you can find me, twitch.tv slash Mr. Woodhouse with the E-R – same on Reddit, uh, you slash Mr. Woodhouse with the ER. Um, I'm the mod of Destiny of the Game, uh, Fallout Gaming,
1: and uh, Play Arc.
0: Nice. Very cool.
1: Brian, how about you, buddy? Where can we find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at DestinotTLC. Also right here on Twitch, we do every Tuesday, 9 o'clock Pacific and 7 o'clock Pacific. We're uh we're live on twitch.tv backslash the loot cave. We're doing our loot cast, which is primarily destiny, and then right here on the Nintendo Powercast, where it's pretty much Nintendo. Um you can also find me streaming on twitch.tv slash destinot. Uh either myself or my helper, Stormtrooper Steve, will be uh <laughs> streaming over there. I have to thank him. He, he finished up Zelda for me the other day. Yeah. So uh check it out.
1: All right. All right. You guys can find me on Twitter at N64Josh. You can find me streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash N64Josh. If you want to see my my daily Nintendo news on YouTube, just look up N64Josh. You'll find me there. Um, We do... We guys, we've been getting some reviews in iTunes, and I really, really appreciate them. There's been some really kind words, and uh, we we do appreciate that. We're still sitting at four and a half because of a few uh, a few poor reviews. Some we'd have no, they just we got a one star, and there's no reason why. So it kind of bums us out. But a um, couple more five star reviews, and we'll it'll it'll push us back into that five-star rating. And we would really, really appreciate that. So if you're enjoying the show and you want to give it a five-star review, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, even if you don't feel like giving it a five-star review, you got some things you think we should work on. Let us know. Like we're, you know, we're, we're up to, uh, um, hearing some constructive criticism for sure. Um, do want to thank everybody in the chat that hung out with us live. Thank you so much. Um, and, uh, Guys, you'll be able to find all the notes for this show at thelootcave.com slash NPC13. Thank you, Mr. Woodhouse. Thank you, Destinot. We'll see you guys next week.
0: Thanks, guys.